welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor, where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. You hear who it is. It's Coach K coming to you this week with a full, well, not a full squad. We're missing one, but I got my three guys that are here. Uh, BJ, what's happening, sir? We good, man. Hey, living life day by day. New adventures every day. It seems to keep on coming. New adventures every day. I hear that. I hear that. Phase on. Uh, it sucks getting old. I'll tell you, uh, the body does not recover as well as it did in the college days. Leg day is no joke. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Most of that's in your mind and it's in what you're telling your body, but Lies you that's, tell. A, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> walking downstairs is not in my mind. <laughs> that is a feeling you do. You remember walking down the stairs. That is you not get past that, man. That's just getting the rust off, man. You'll be past that soon. Yeah, for sure. Next time I do it, but right now, <laughs> right now it's, it's a real, <laughs> it is real. Yep. 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 And you hear them, you hear them no other than fresh is in the building. Yes, yes, yes. We back. Um, you see, we back in the office. Um, you you know, it's been interesting having this opportunity. Uh, you see, I've been taking full advantage. I got my new glasses. I um just got my teeth clean. You see that right there. And I'm um I'm waiting to see if you know it's it's funny art talking about uh these old man um uh you know your body ain't the same. I woke up. Uh well, for insurance purposes, a couple weeks ago, uh, and my knee was um, you know, a little more inflamed than I expected, for reasons unknown still to me. So you know, I'm hoping I ain't got to do surgery, but I'm okay with surgery. You know, we can get out of the office a couple weeks. We hey, hey, then you then you tell me that at when you get when you hit forty, you can breathe wrong and something could pop and you can be out of commission for a week. Just yeah, hey. <laughs> Oh, that's real. That's real. I, I get that. Um, I don't know if y'all catch that air bubble that will like come up in under your chest. Like it, it feels like it gets under my my rib cage. Oh, wow, not yet. No. Oh, oh, no, bro. All it takes is one one wrong stretch. The next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I'm literally trying to figure out a way to do a headstand because I got to get that air bubble to come from wow. under the rib cage. It's real life. It's real life. That's a lot. That's a lot. My 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 fat must block the air differently than yours than yours blocks yo there is yo I, I definitely weigh more than you so i i think that's impossible i don't think so Two ten. do you weigh that's exactly what i weigh 210 oh man 220 <sighs> no two, 218 <laughs> for real <laughs> right when they get one per episode we gotta blink that one out <laughs> I gotta edit it. We'll be fine. <laughs> Man, you don't ever go back and edit those out. You just let them right now. I'm making a note. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Well, so listen. So 
All right. Sounds like everybody's um, recommitted to some type of fitness and, and, and wellness. So that's awesome. BJ, what's going on with riding the bike, man? I need to get back on it. Um, it just ain't happening. Well, first, the kids started to ride my bike because they got two. We had to get them new ones. And my bike was out of commission, of course, because they ended up breaking mine. So I just now got it repaired. So we about to get back on it, though. But actually, I'm thinking about joining the Peloton family to get me more um, in the house when it's raining and stuff. Like, because I'm not, if it's raining, I ain't going out. I ain't going to lie. That ain't going to happen. And then once it get too hot, I'm going to have to go late at night. So. Yeah, join it, man. Join it. Um, I, I need more people that I actually know and actually care about, you know. Oh. Like, our, our Art's got me in this group right now. Man, I don't know these cats, man. They don't mean nothing to me, man. They'd be riding all day. <laughs> I'm just like, good for you, buddy. <laughs> Way to go, to, champ. I'm trying to get them in here so that Kate's motivated to just jump on and, and put something in there. Now, every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, Kate, where you at? Like, I, I haven't heard from you yet. And he's like, no. Yeah, I'm at work. <laughs> the man said, I was cutting wood, cuz. So like, I mean, uh, out here doing real life things. <laughs> right. Ain't none of them came, none of them rolled over here and helped me cut this wood. <laughs> man said, I'm riding life. <laughs> But BJ, right. that, um, the Peloton, right. the Peloton is um, is a uh, a different ride than than the mountain bike. Yeah, outside. Different. So, um, yeah. But but art art is totally different though. Like like he he you know there's a Peloton in his house and he doesn't do any of the instructor led classes. Like he goes I out do. there and does the scenic rides. I like that. Yeah, I like he goes out there. Oh, let me ride across the Golden State Bridge. Right. I want to see Vegas, but I also I do my own. I make sure I go up and down. I, I tighten it up the, the the gear, whatever it's called, so that I get the resistance. But I just think you no. Know, I want to hit. My goal was to hit all of the scenic routes and not go back to the classes because I feel like I just want to enjoy the ride. So. People do it and they go for a three minute hits and all those other things. I'm like, nah, let me get a 15 minute scenic ride. Let me see the world on the bike while I listen to Megan Estai and her one just two on the side. And then, you know, I'll do my meditation for five minutes, my stretch, and I'm good. So, so we're, gonna, we're gonna put this out there. The Peloton, you listening, we're gonna hashtag you and ask you, like, you got four guys right here who are willing to step up to the challenge and promote and do this thing and, and build groups and build build a population of of young men who are going to get into this thing and get some groups going. So let's reach out and let's get some sponsorship going. Hey, y'all, um, B-Side Peloton uh, bike companies too, if y'all want to ship them new bikes, they'll throw them Pelotons away real quick. Oh, and get, you get us a bikes, we'll, we'll, we'll start a whole new movement. So any any of that, go on, be, go on, talk be, to us. This is going to be the first time that somebody that can actually do something with a sponsorship is going to hear it. <laughs> and then they're going to hear you come on the background and be like, hey, B-side Pelotons, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, we'll, we'll throw those Pelotons away. Hey, if that's the case, then that's what's in the cards, my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, I want to move to something new, man. Uh, because there's a lot of new things going on in the squad and, yes, sir. Uh, you know, you know, before we get to that, man, I, I know some of y'all watch, I didn't watch it. Um, I was half trying to watch the all-star game. I didn't really watch that either, but, uh, while that was going on, uh, the excommunicado, uh, Royal family <laughs> members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was funny. The darker side of the royal family. Yeah, it's dark. 
Who's that? Uh, Prince, Prince Harry and, and, and Meghan Markel. Um, you know, they've been estranged. Uh, you know, it's pretty funny, man, because I was thinking about it earlier today and I was just like, wow, they're like the real life. Like they were coming to Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Big facts. Big facts. Yeah, they were, they were coming to Britain and, and now they're they're in the States. They had to move. That's what happens man, when you when you go against uh, the system that's already set for you. But I mean, that happens with that happened before too, Diana. Like going back to the whole process, like she wasn't welcomed in the whole in there either, and and you know, well, yeah, outsiders, especially Americans. First off, were American just like, "What are you black? doing?" <laughs> yeah, you're outside of like the thought of the bloodline. But then that's what they said. Um, wait, a, wait, there wait, were. Wait, 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 wait. Where was Diana from? She's from there. She's from Wales. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, she was okay, but she wasn't. She still wasn't of the. She wasn't royalty. She wasn't. Um, yeah. she was. Yeah, she, she was common blood. She, yeah, she was common. She was common folk. That's yeah, that was gotcha. the thing about it. Um, but I was gonna say the the big striking issues from the interview were a the fact that the royal family uh was um a concerned about the darkness of the the baby. But then really what was the initial spark was that they were going to uh, title the, the baby in a different title than the right. other grandchildren. No, of, really? Yeah, no, they were, yeah. no, they weren't going to give him a title. No security. No title no at title, all. Excuse nothing. me. You were a Excuse me. And so that was really like the, the start. But then that started the conversations into them being concerned about, well, how dark will he be? How, mm-hmm. how, how what, what kind of color is he like? What's that gonna What's that gonna look like, and and things of that nature, and that was really what created the snowball of them wanting to like, oh, we're not doing this. Yeah, no, we're not gonna be here for this. Like, it, 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 listening to that whole thing, because you know Oprah's going in there, and I was watching it with EJ. Somebody kind of my ears on it. I'm playing a game as normal, uh, but my ears on it, and I'm just listening. I'm like, yo, like this is there's some dark stuff going on over there. But then I think about it, I'm it's, like, yo, like it's your it's. This is the palace. Like these, these guys. These, there's so much old. It's what we've seen over the Trump years, where it's just the. It's it's not surprising. Nope. But it's just the exposure and the the finally really hearing, for real. Like yes, this is what goes on. But I'm, I'm always just like with uh the Trump era. It's uh. It was good for that band-aid to be ripped off oh and the God. exposure that it created in the um that line in the sand of okay, we really have to A, all the people who think that racism is some fantasy that we discuss, but then B people who are really like, okay, we have to go grassroots and really start to make an impact in and there can't be no half step in in this, oh well, just because you know I I'm not really racist, but I do allow them to say racist things right. around me and actually I'm like, no, you can't do none of that no more. And the the, the tabloids, the, the fact that the 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 palace is kind of in on it with the tabloids, like they had that unwritten kind of it's okay, I won't we won't as long as you guys don't bash us, you can do what you want. Mm-hmm. Cool. But then when they were bashing her and calling her monkeys and the baby's gonna be this whole thing, like they invite those same people to the palace for a Christmas party. So you have to walk in there knowing that these people are treating mm-hmm. you like garbage and that your family, your new family, like has no care. Is talking, it's, it's yep, exactly. Crazy. It's just straight disrespecting you. Let me ask y'all, man, are, are there any more brothers or are those the only two? Those are only two brothers from mom, Diana. 
Those are only two brothers. Yeah. And, and and how old are, are like their kids? They have any older kids? Because I, I no. already know how to take no. out this whole thing. I already know. No, how to... well, well no, the, it doesn't matter. the The older brother is oh, the uh, true heir to the throne. Yeah. His children are still young. Like yeah. I don't think his oldest son is more than five or six type stuff. And then, still is, that the um the the the, the Elizabeth's son is next in line technically. He's yeah, be, but the, but then yeah, yeah over, Charles Charles yeah. is next in line, but Charles' son with Diana is um Harry's it's, older brother. It's all good, man. Listen, I know how to take this whole thing down. We just gonna run the play, K. We just gonna drop a couple Kardashians over there and right <laughs> just ruin the whole family, ruin the whole thing. Yo, it is going down over there. Like like this thing came out and it is it is catastrophic. But it's a it's a is a, it a, is it going down a over different there? no yes. it's a different narrative over yes. there in Britain. No, no, no I haven't um Chris Morgan just I was listening to his this thing and they're on the door like finally it's out there. You guys are protecting the queen, she trashed like, it's, it's really Pierce Morgan. Interesting. Yeah, it's on the show. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this definitely this Sunday night thing has turned into I was listening to BBC because I listened to the news in the morning. On, um, on our favorite, you know, Miss app. So I, I had listened to her uh, tell me the news in every channel, international, BBC, like um, AP. It was all on all things. Like this is- I saw it all on the news, but I saw that the papers in over there in England, like the headlines were not the same type of headlines that we were having here, as far as it being about the racism and things of that nature that the headlines over there were on different topics and just more of them going against the royal family type. I have a feeling that it's going to be flipped and all types of, of stuff. And of course. You know, it is what it is, though. I mean, hey, look, we know what it is. <laughs> Everybody knows what it is. All these all these islands that the British owned and you know, they had a gang of slaves and made a bunch of money too. So exactly. look, go, go get yourself right. I think they actually issued an apology though. They didn't give out reparations, but I think they did issue an apology at some point in history. We can fact check it, but. Well, most uh, of the apologies for my, even just a conversation I had the apologies, apologies were issued, but it's, oh yeah, but to get your freedom, to really get your freedom, you got to pay us this much money. That's why a lot of these countries are, free in verbiage, but not monetarily. They're still paying whatever percent to the kingdom because they they have so much money owed to them. So it's not re- really real in full context. Truth, 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 truth. Well, hopefully, um, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, I, I think when uh, when the queen, and I, listen, I don't, I don't know what type of healthcare plan she has, but yo. geez. Yo. <laughs> like, pain is no joke. Bed, that is like, that um, is very her husband. True. Her husband is right out in the hospital, but he's like not like hundred something ninety nine. Like he's mad old too. Like whatever. She but did, but the time. the queen was a G back in her day. I don't know if you ever saw like her resume and stuff that she used to do. The queen was no joke back in the day. Mm-hmm. She used to she used to go and get busy and do a lot of stuff. So I won't doubt she she and that joint chewing tobacco, spinning <laughs> across the dam. <laughs> <laughs> right. I lo- love how they never said a person. It kept saying royal the spew. The establishment. <laughs> the establishment. It was always the establishment. Never a person. Never this. The establishment. And they yep. was like, oh, they yeah, they're trying to make sure that they aren't understand it. It's a group. 
Not oh yeah, no, nah, they did. They did a very good job of making sure not to just be like, yeah, dog, the queen racist as hell. Right. <laughs> yeah, my brother, he was he was with the shits too. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But they, they, but then I'll, and we'll end on this. But uh, Harry was definitely like, um, I'm doing what my dad shipped out from my mother and what they all mm. agreed to do. And yep. that's that was how it like almost came to an end. At the end, of, I was like, wow, there you go. Like he's like, yep. this is where it stops. And then he's and then he said. The reason why I was able to protect my family and get security because my mom left me something. And if she had left me anything, I'd be stuck. But she knew what was going to happen in the future. So she left me uh, a nest egg. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, moving on to other things, as, as we talked about transitions and things happening. Um couple of fellas, you know, you guys have had some transitions and I think uh, it's time we talk about that a little bit. Fresh, you kind of alluded to it over the last few episodes, uh, but now BJ has also transitioned from uh, his his income of, of how many years? Just a month shy of 10 years. A, a month shy of 10 years. So uh, let's get into that a little bit. How do you guys know when it's time to to move? When it's time to make that that jump? First off, I want to give kudos to BJ for taking that t- that that leap uh, before ten years and not being worried about those petty things and knowing opportunity is real. So that's first and foremost. But, um, <laughs> but what nah. decision? Looking at everything, but. Still, it needed to be done. Hey, it's never an easy decision, um, especially change and change in that arena. But I think that we as a people have been programmed to falsely believe that, uh, you know, the commitment to somebody else's uh, company is really where our true opportunities lie. While I do believe, you know, of course, the vast majority of the population is worker bees, I think that too many of us do not understand our opportunities to go and create our own wealth and our own things and, and really fulfill our own dreams as opposed to uh, getting into almost a hat in hand feeling of like, well, they gave me the opportunity to have this position. So I really shouldn't, shouldn't be looking for no other opportunity or really shouldn't be trying to um, think outside of the company. Okay, I think I think the easiest way to put it from my state of thinking through that process would be as we talk about people, we talk about mortar, right? Yeah. You find yourself in that adaptive state too much and not being able to be your, in your natural state for the majority of the time in your workplace, it's time to make a decision. You either gonna A realize this is the job because of the income, because of the benefits or whatever's keeping you there. It is what it is. I'm just going to be this in this adaptive state and just suck it up and deal with it and be miserable. But I'm going to get the bit. I'm going to milk it for the benefits of whatever I'm here for. Or I need to throw in a towel and be like, I need to go find some place where I can be me. And for me, it was the latter. Um, like being there almost 10 years working for the state of Florida. There are many quote unquote benefits that came along with it um, when you look at overall pieces. But it wasn't worth it, and it wasn't worth my sanity. It wasn't worth the the hassle of having to bite my tongue and not being able to speak up half the time because of red tape and protocols that are in place, 
or somebody else coming to the table and basically discrediting that almost 10 years of work that you've put in, they make you feel like you're a peon um, off the street and not doing anything when they haven't uh, done half of the stuff that I've done. Um, and it, again, at the end of the day, you can trace it back to many different things, but when I felt it was time to go was months ago. Um, it just took make sure it was the right move and not just the move because I'm unhappy, I need to get out of here. It was the right move because this, this is gonna benefit me financially, it's gonna be, benefit me um, with experience and get my name out there, but also benefit me just to bring what I bring to the table on a bigger scale. So it wasn't, it can't be just a, a knee jerk reaction because this thing is going on. I'm just going to quit and move on to something else. It needs to be the right move. Now, if it got to the point where it was like disrespectful in my face and to other people, then it would have been a different story. But I think we talk to people all that, talk to people about that all the time, especially um, in that looking at those profiles. And for me, it was just like, okay, it's time to stop talking about it and be about it. Yeah, and, and that's and that's big facts, right? So, uh, you know, you talk about uh, the assessments and everything, and, and I just went through that whole exercise with, uh, with my team, including my boss, right? And, and my peer group and my boss, I should say, and a couple of uh, the HR folks. And it was really funny to listen to people talk about the pressure to come into work and operate as somebody other than who you are. And when I asked the question of, well, what makes you do that? Everybody just kept referring to it as that thing. You know, there's that thing that's there. And I'm like, well, what is that thing? And nobody could answer what that thing was. And for me, I was just like, well, I need you to understand that thing is the programming. That thing is the, 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 the manifestation of society and yep. Yeah. the general public and all the things that came before you that people say, Oh, you know, you should, once you find a good job, you should just, you know, there's going to be good days and bad you days. And you stay, just yep, but you you stay the course. You never course. go. Nowhere. And you know, every, every company that you go work for is going to be the same. And nah, bro. at this point in time, that's, that's not the case. That's not the case. That's not the I case. Challenge. I challenge. I challenge. Everybody who listens to us, if you have been at your job for more than two or three years, I challenge you to get your resume together and to put your resume out there. Putting your resume out there does not mean that you are leaving anywhere, but I think that it gives you an opportunity to be extremely surprised at your work, that you do not understand what other companies are willing to pay you to do more than likely less than you're even doing right now just because of the experience and what you can do and what you had. Uh, that's my challenge to all of our listeners. If you have been at your job for more than two, three years, again, like I said, getting your resume together and putting it out there does not mean that you have to leave your job, but it does give you the opportunity to see and understand what your market value is. We've talked many times about, um, you know, that stock investment in yourself. It's the same thing. You got to see how much them coins are worth sometimes. Put that information out there and, and, and get a better understanding of your worth and so that you can, A, feel more comfortable where you're at, or B, realize that, you know, you're missing out on opportunity. I'm going I'm to throw it out there, too, because, and again, it's not a chance just to promote the profile assessment, 
But I think a lot of times as we go through those, we've been employed for three, four, seven, 10 years in a place, right? And we forget who we are. We forget what we bring to the table. We forget what, the, what our values are and what, what motivates us and drives us because we, we got into the mundane day-to-day actions and, and just ups and downs of just making it through and just making it to another day instead of the thriving, right? So I'm a challenge, like reach out to Carol, reach out to me and, and talk. let's talk about taking one of their profile assessments um, to kind of see where that goes, where what, what's, what's really bad there. Let's have some good conversation. Uh, Carol, I think in the last, what, two years now, since we started doing assessments on a bigger scale, like there's been a lot of people and a lot, a lot of realizations that have helped people um, walk away with a better understanding of who they are, what their value is, and that changes the, the narrative of when you talk to your boss, when you talk to another person for an interview, what you bring to the table is defined and you have a clear understanding of what it is you bring. So like, hit us up and let's talk about it. I would say it's impossible for anybody who takes those assessments and then gets, you know, uh, 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 evaluated, you know what I mean, by you guys. Like there is zero chance that you will not A, discover something um, more important about yourself that B, you will be able to express a lot of the thoughts that you've had in, in how you prefer to communicate not only with, you know, your peers as far as in work, but also your boss and your, you know, your spouse, your children. Like there's so much valuable information that comes from those assessments that um, just helps you uh, progress and level up, period, that it's impossible that you would not be able to go ahead and, and, and you know, feel empowered through going through the process you know that's that's one of the things that happens right and this is look uh, this is if you take an assessment this is you know the people around you that may not necessarily be your coworkers or may not work for the same company but a lot of times your company doesn't want you to realize the true value of yourself because when you started out, you were on one pay scale. And as long as they can keep you in that pay scale, there's amount of years that they have. Okay. This is what the budget is for this particular person. We know this for them to admit to your value and then compensate you as such. You've now broken that budget that wasn't accounted for because every year, yeah, some people get a little pay raise or whatever. That's all budgeted and that's all projected. Once you go against that, now you're, they're, they're having to reconfigure this. Okay, well, if we give this person a raise, then uh, maybe this person shouldn't get as much of a raise or uh, better yet, we, we may have to fire this person that's been around forever and they just make this amount of money because of how long they've been here. Um, so there's all types of stuff like that that go on. But to your point- Hold I, on. I was going to say, even though nine times out of 10, it's just that the, the people up top are going to get less of a bonus or- less of their raise because really that's where it all trickles down from but go ahead my bet no nah, no nah, you, you 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 know you're speaking truths because there's they are they are challenged with the task of hey we need you to operate in this budget right here mm-hmm. right nobody really tells you what that dollar amount is they don't admit it to you but hey there, there is a budget uh don't get it twisted uh, you know, when, when you look at some of the stock reports and whatnot they'll say oh you have a lot of overhead cost Right. And what's people's biggest overhead cost most of the time? Salaries. Salaries. You know, it's 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 really simple at the end of the day. It's a business. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Right. So let's let's go the other route. So there's Art and I who are on the other side now, right? Where you know we're both sitting there and we're we're wondering, okay, is it time to to look at something else? So Art, how many years in now? Sixteen. So Art's on sixteen. I'm on nineteen, um, and it's just crazy, right? So you sit there and you think about, and sometimes it may not even be that hey, there's something wrong with the company per se, right? You, you may just you may have outgrown the company. Sure. So at, at that point, what makes you? What, what is the convincing factor that makes you say, hey, after 16 years or after 19 years, maybe I need to rethink this? Well, I know for me, it, it was the trigger point for me was, I think I said it a while ago on a couple other podcasts, was seeing someone else in my position get, um, get bumped up and kind of like, well, wait, I, I don't understand how, how he got moved up. And I didn't like what, what, what was the basis behind that? And then you look at, you know, people who've, you know, work with you around you and they've continued to move in the process and you're kind of not stagnant, but you've been super helpful. And you think that, oh, well, I am, I'm supporting these guys or I feel I'm obligated to support and help people that I work with so forth. So you, you lose the mindset of, okay, let me focus on me and jump or do what I do for me and more on, okay, well, it's fine, like the administration changes, everyone's changed, you gotta prove yourself again. So you're in a mindset of reproving yourself that you are the best person that you are and, and everyone knows that, but then there's nothing kind of to show for it other than, oh yeah, he's great, or this is what's going on. Um, there's also comfortability. You get comfortable doing what you do and you do it the best you can. Like you become, like I've been called the operations guy. I, I can do it with my eyes closed, um, where I can go into any situation and, and fix it, resolve it, repair it, um, or teach it. And now it's time to challenge myself to get out of this operations bubble and go into become the IT guy or the supp food supply guy or the marketing guy, because all those, all those techniques and skills work you to be towards the C-level. Um, you can't, you can get there eventually slowly by one area, but that only happens when somebody dies or quits when you can go up to the next level. But if you want to be able to hop and skip, you got to have that that skill set of other things to have you attractive for other companies. So when Fresh said, put your resume out there, I don't think mine's been updated. Well, it's been updated, but not put out there. Like the last fish I have on LinkedIn is probably from when I was initially, you know, in my role. So to add things I've done over time and kind of keep it going is what I need to keep an eye on. And I've been seeing a lot of pings come my way but I think it still says I live in Maryland, I think. So like that has to be updated because when you're in- I guarantee, area, brother, take the time and, and, and really, I think, uh, well, I know for me in my process of, of getting my new current uh, position, um, I was A, surprised at how much in a sense respect my experience provi provided. Um, I was excelled through a lot of the processes just based on, you know, conversations of experience that I've had being an entrepreneur, uh, that that's the biggest thing I know. I know personally, I sell myself short often, and I know I am not the only one who does that. And it takes 
that no, outside no. perspective and um, viewpoint of of being able to show and tell you like, yo, stop thinking that that mm-hmm. there's not a world of opportunity that like literally you can make uh, one and a half, if not two times as much doing what you're doing for somebody else who would respect and be able to um, appreciate the impact that you're placing into their business at that time, as opposed to you getting lost in the, and especially us as talented uh, black males, we often get put into that position of when you're good, it's like, no, we want to keep him here because he's like the, the sauce of this whole you know, this department. And so we make sure that that's the color and the, you know, what you call it. Yeah, he does everything great, but we don't really want to excel him just because it's like, no, we, we like him here. Like, this is what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's even that the, the upper heads are just not with like, yo, you've reached the, the plateau of accessibility for minorities, where it's like, yo, mm-hmm. yeah, we all love you and everything like that, but nah, you can't. We, we don't do C-level minorities here. You know what I mean? Right. It's those things right. where, and, and you will never, you will never know. You will always, they will always treat you well. You will have, you know what I mean? Great, you know, money and all of this other stuff and be able to keep trotting along, but you will never capitalize on your true talents and your real opportunities because you are always just gonna be that that um brother pocketbook that is you know like yo we got him here and he's good and he helps and and he's a, a amazing piece of part but we're never going to give him the opportunity to be what he truly can be we're always going to keep them here and it's 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 you know it's all minorities where it just gets into that space of where it's like yo oh yeah he's he's amazing he's dope well yeah let's make him a partner whoa whoa mm-hmm. what are you talking about here like what do you mean what are you crazy just be uncomfortable is where they keep yeah just be exactly exactly where you have to you are selling yourself short when you are at least not giving yourself the opportunity to see your value but you're truly selling yourself selling yourself short when you're not pushing yourself to get your value and being like yes my resume is out there and i hope y'all bastards see it because yo i got people who are calling me and telling me that they want you know they want to give me one and a half times what i'm getting and i'm going to do less what are you guys willing to say to that you know what i mean like we don't take the opportunity and do just like um it's funny draymond green was talking about the uh, the difference between uh, if a player decides that he wants to be traded, the media makes him out to be some type of devil. But if the the team says, "Hey, we need to trade this guy," they can do it any way they want to. There are cats who will suit up, who will be out on the floor for a game, and they'll be like, "Hey, hey, hey, cousins, go take your clothes off. You trade it." You know what I mean? Like they can be that dis- disrespectful with it. Yeah. It's the same thing in corporate America, where it's why is the it, it looked and viewed at as such a um, a bad thing for you to constantly be in pursuit of a better opportunity and a better chance for you to you personally and yours to excel. Like it's not saying that you're um, not giving 100 percent to every opportunity that you're afforded. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to be more um, focused on maximizing your potential opportunities as opposed to thinking that you need to be stuck in uh uh, helping someone else just because they afforded you an opportunity. Right. So, so that's- before, before you go, Kay, if, if anyone who's enjoying this so far, please take a second to just like and subscribe um, to whatever you're listening to, be it audio or video, YouTube, Spotify, um, 
Anchor, uh, Apple, Samsung, or Galaxy, or whatever it's called, an Android player. Google Play. Google, Google. But it's changed. It's a new name now. They changed the name for it. So whatever yeah. you're listening to this on now, please uh, give us a thumbs up. Let us know your thoughts. Um, back to you, Kay. No, I was going to say, you know, it's funny because you, you, you pretty much said that you've been in the same functional business area for, for 16 years, right? Operation. Yeah, I've, been, I've been in the same path. I, I've definitely done, I mean, I've done training. I've done like, but it's all, that's all under operations. Like mm-hmm. all those paths have been operations in the, in the end. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I, and then I, I was thinking about myself. I'm like, oh man, well, shoot, man, I've, I've jumped, you know, three different business areas. I'm on my third CEO mm-hmm. <laughs> since I've been employed. Um, I, I can't remember what, what number state this is, but, you know, I think it just gets to a point where you, you're right. You see people that get promoted. You see people that get put into positions and you're like, how, how, really? like, um, Belling forward. And, and not only that, but then you you watch and you see who are the Swiss Army Knives. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is that those Swiss Army Knives are the ones that leave because the ones that come in just kind of sliver, even through just not doing the right thing, they, they kind of slide their way right until no, it's areas. all about playing yeah, the, the game. That are, that multiple, multiple layers of things and Swissing, they're jumping to another company. And but but that's different. but that's funny that you say that the Swiss Army knives are the ones that leave because you are a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. They yeah, have a market, exactly. they have a market that's struggling and they're trying to convince you, hey Art, can we get you but to do this? The right. funny thing is the the majority of the time the Swiss Army knives who leaves are the white folks. Yeah. They're the one, the, the Swiss Army Knives who yeah. are white folks, they leave and go to another company and get another opportunity. Yeah. Oh my God, my friend just hit me up and told me about XYZ, yeah. such and such, hit me up out of nowhere and they told me about XYZ and I'm going for it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. As we get stuck in the, the momentum of like, yo, but like, yo, if I just get two more years in here, then I get this and and like I should be able to. And I then what happens, that. I they figure, they figure, <laughs> They figure like some way to just put that carrot just enough mm-hmm. in front of you that you're just like, man, it's worth. It ain't what I want, but it's 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 still good enough. Like I could still like I, I got what. I, and if I do this, then that you put all of these other things where you wind up looking back 20, 30, 40 years later. Damn, if I had to put just a, a a bit of what I put in them into doing my own thing for three, four, five years. Oh my God! I wanted. I would have had every. I would have had me's working for me, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that that we have um been programmed into falsely believing is this thought of like, yo, go get some experience from somewhere and understand. And if you have that passion and that understanding, that ability, yo, go do it for yourself, or go and get with your friends and other people. Like, put your experience that you've gained going to your friend's company who you see struggling and needs operational help. Um, I'm just using art as an example, but I'm saying like, do those things where it just gives you the opportunity, us as a people, everything to go ahead and keep on pushing and progressing together, as opposed to feeling like, oh, I need to give, um, you know, this company, this corporation so much of myself, when at the end of the day, it's, it's statistically proven that they don't, they don't 
care about it. Michael Jackson told you. All I got to say is that they don't really care about us. That at the end of the day, it's it's yeah. like they are not. They are appreciative of it in a sense. You know what I mean. But at the same time, they don't care. They're you like, yo, it's it's not. Part. Yeah, I'm not about to. They're not going to allow you to get your true uh, flowers while you're here. BJ, you've said two things now that kind of got muffled out. So uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity. What were you saying? I don't even remember no more. I was just adding the conversation that I was feeling the spirit, man. <laughs> I don't even know exactly what I was, I was jumping in with at that point in time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Right, right. Well, listen, I I, I think if we if we could put a bow on this and, and, and cap it for people, it's basically about understanding and knowing your value and almost to the point of every single year you need to set up a point to where you recalibrate and reassess what your value is and you got to have a, a, a external system to do that because the internal system may not necessarily get you there go ahead bj and shout out to caitlin Josil, who was a guest on our back in over the summer when she brought the fact that the largest group of the largest population of people who don't negotiate their salary are black males that really made me think and how I approached this whole situation a little bit different. No, totally different than I would have any other time. I can't even say a little bit. That one conversation, which I wasn't, was I even on or did I just listen to the episode? I don't even. I'm not sure if you were on that. Yeah, I'm not sure if you were on that. Even, on I, I think I just heard, I wasn't even participating. I just listened to the, to the podcast and picking it up. I'm like, you know what? I've never negotiated. Well, first of all, being in education, our salaries had always been in steps and things like that. You had to put in so many years or certain degrees, and your salary is public, so there wasn't no negotiation going on. But thinking about it, whenever there's a time, would I have done it? Probably not, because again, like we always said, and even alluded to now, like they'll give you something, and you think, oh my God, they're giving me this much money. Um, I ought to be grateful that they're giving me this. Nobody taught me to negotiate salary. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't really know that was a. I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know how to do it or why you do yep. it or when you do it. But what do you ask for? What does that really mean? When she said that, that whole thing replayed in my mind throughout the whole process about their offer, counter offering, and then coming down to a thing. Now, did I do it the best I could? I don't know. I I tried my my best what I what I could do, and I ended up oh fairly good. Could I have gotten more? I don't know. But the fact that I was just thinking about that process was something, a new mindset for me that I can honestly say was never in my toolbox before. Right. So I'm, a, I'm appreciative of those conversations that we've had on this podcast that came to play and came back to help me when it was time to find, make a final decision or not. Yeah, I'm going to um, second that emotion. And, and yes, we need to... Uh, we gonna have to send Caitlin something because real facts it got me an extra five k and I didn't even it wasn't even in an aggressive fashion like I was fine with what was going on and just kind of threw out the 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 layup of just like hey you know well it really wasn't what I was expecting what else can we do to get me to more, you know, in the middle of where I was supposed to be just kind of phrased it in, in, in that nature. And they were just like, you know, Hey, we can't get you all the way where you want it, but Hey, here's some more money. Nine times out of 10, as long as you don't phrase it, like in the sense of like, I have to have it. 
they're willing to throw something at you. And especially like there's, there is in a sense, nothing wrong with as long as you are not um, demanding of it, that more than likely they will provide you some, some extra shillings over there that they will throw something extra on the court. And if not, you're not in a, um, a place of loss and it's better to have that conversation on the table early um, because then at least they know like, yo, you're expecting to excel and you want to progress and you want to make sure that yes, finances are attached with that. Like, okay, well then here's the deal. If I come in and I work hard, what is the like, yo, if I, if I can hit your, your target, your whatever, you know, are the plan. If I do crush those things, then that means that I can really, I can get more towards where I want to be and just opening up those conversations a it sets you apart because when you're having those conversations they look at you in a different light you're automatically kind of seen as oh this is this is upper management material right here look at this guy but you know again speaking back to our floor or our ceiling excuse me of understanding like it'll get you in the door and can get you some more opportunity but always remember like be focused on self seize what you can from the from what's going on, but don't lose sight of you and yours is what cares about you. Don't, um, and, and listening to BJ talk about the negotiations made me realize how much we look at um, getting a job like it's getting money from a friend and are in that sense of acting like we're, you know, our friends giving us this money. So I really don't want to ask him for more money. You know, he's already doing mm-hmm. such a, and it's like, no, this job is not your friend. You're going there to work and and your um expectations you're gonna do an amazing job. That it's it's those things like get off of thinking that it is such a um uh you know they're doing you such a favor and it's it's so hat in hand and understand like no you are you are the one who's bringing the value to the table and and feel that way and, and move in that direction. Man. Yeah, right. Just makes you want to stay up late and update your resume hard. Uh, can I tell you that I've been strolling on the right-hand side <laughs> looking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all, this like, like, I, I just beg people. And it, right it's now. that, though, like, even in my process of getting this new job, which it's funny the um, how crazily entangled and circular my life is. So the company that I work for, Gannett, um, actually purchased not only the first company that introduced me into digital marketing reach local um back in uh 2010 or uh 2008 excuse me but also they were the ones who purchased um the the newspaper that my agency was the number one agency of record for which ultimately left to led to the demise of the agency and now i'm working for them so it's a it's interesting how entangled and crazy things are, but again, it's about being able to constantly look and seize the opportunity and, and understand that sometimes you can't look a gift horse in the mouth, but always make sure you are looking past the, 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 the um, sunrise. You know what I mean? Understand that it, it, I'm not looking at this, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but I don't want to lose sight of my passion for getting my own. I gotta say the icing for me, the icing on the cake for me though. We can start planning the um, June teams now because it's a it's a company holiday, baby. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, I will say they they thoroughly impressed me. We had um for Black History Month, we had uh um company-wide meeting online and they had uh they talked to Brianna Taylor's sister. They were um like it was a lot of stuff going on that I was like, wow, we're we coming up. We we okay. This is the time. And that and that's another thing. Like this the is time. the time. Yes, like there is no time in history where they want they want us. They need us. They want to be able to put us in the in the forefront and everything. Seize this opportunity. Get this money. Go get your own. Go go build our stuff. Go Very do true. our thing. That it is it is now. I'm telling you, I have I was extremely empowered by <laughs> The lack of, um, I don't want to say the lack, but like it, it didn't take me a long time in in an aggressive interview process to get this job because once they 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 heard and and knew my experience and what I've done, they were just like, "You are." It, it let me know how much above the job I was <laughs> already, you know, without getting into it. But also that it's just like, you know what, I'm I'm seize the opportunity and and don't lose that passion correct wow yep 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 mm. all right all right i'm gonna send you my resume and you can update mine at the same time great <laughs> <All right. laughs> which is funny because i was just talking to your wife about that this weekend yes you were and she will make sure she is that she is which is crazy because I have that here. As resources I have, you know, I'm like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. And she motivates me and always asks me, so what, what are you doing? What's happening? What are you, who are you doing with? Um, and say, like, okay, but I have that here. So uh, I beg y'all. I beg y'all. And like, yo, y'all, y'all too, I beg, man. I beg. I beg y'all. Like, y'all just don't know, man. We are, we are Wakandan warriors. Like, yo, like, y'all do not understand. Y'all could get rid of so much headache real quick. Real quick. All right. Well, we're going to roll this thing out. Uh, yeah, we're going to come to Art's corner because he's just there on the corner pontificating right now. <laughs> yeah. So right now, I am completely, um, I guess, motivated. And one hand, motivated to want to do the next thing and this thing. And knowing that time is time is limited, and someone told me, and, and I will I'll keep her name uh, from here because we have a big connection. But she said, "Do you want to see yourself now? Now between age of forty and forty-five is when your moves have to happen. If you're in the role after forty-five, you kind of get stuck where you are, and it's harder to shift because you now have all the." the thoughts, possibilities of what's going to happen next and my family and so forth and so forth. Um, so she said, you, you're now in that cusp, maybe 47, we said, but really at 45, you kind of want to cut off that, this is where I want to do, I'm going to jump. This is going to change to a different path. Um, now is the time to do that. And listening to her speak, and now listening to my brother speak about the same thing, um, it's kind of a realization that, you know, listen, the, the signs are there. Say the universe talks to you when you want to hear it and you can not listen to it or you can let it hit you in the face and understand that it's now is the time. So um, 
as you think about the commitments from your companies and, and the and the development paths you're being put on and everyone's saying you're going to do, doesn't mean that you can't do your own thing and say, well, I appreciate the path you're going to go on, but I can jump six months or nine months by going here versus waiting for you to hope something comes up. And I think that's kind of where I am in that mindset. I'm just kind of like, I have this, I do this, it's as simple, it's easy. Um, and it's challenging, but I want to be challenged more. Um, and I think, again, I have so much to offer that I think is not being taken advantage of. And my cohorts say the same thing. Uh, my friends, my past employees, my past bosses, all like, so what's happening? What are you doing? What's, and this is like a system conversation. So you still there? Cool. All right. Well, what's, what's happening next? What are you doing there? What, who are you talking to yet? So um, I say, listen to the universe. Um, long story short, listen to it. Uh, hear it, understand that that it never hurts to um, to dangle your dangle your uh, fishing rod out there and see what you catch. Uh, if you don't catch anything, you have a home, but you still dangle out there and see. Nice facts. Do you have any more vation in the fresher tank? Man, you know, you know the kid always keep this thing dripping. It ain't no stopping my motion at any time. Um, shout out to my guy Pat uh, over at Blank Canvas Cooking. We making uh, incredible moves over there, but he will tell you as well. Um, man, I spit this thing hot, fresh every day. Whenever y'all want it, y'all just got to get at me at Barry B Fresh wherever it's at. We there. But to go ahead and keep this thing moving, I posted this earlier this week. Um, Normalize finding love in your 40s. Normalize discovering and chasing new dreams in your 30s. Normalize finding yourself and your purpose in your 50s. Life doesn't end at 25. Let's stop acting like it does. Uh, I, can, I cannot express how much I know and understand that you listening do not know and understand how much um, your experience is worth out there. So if I... There is nothing else that you gather from the 13th floor on this glorious day. Make sure that it is put that fishing rod out there. Like Art said, go ahead and see what's out there. It's not going to ruin your home, but it will definitely uh, give you the opportunity to see some better sunshine. Facts. Ladies and gentlemen, we've already dropped where you can listen to this podcast. Uh, you can also get really cool gear uh, from both our website and mycoolt-shirts.com. Uh, man, listen, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it is, I don't want to say mind-blowing, but when you walk and you go somewhere and you see somebody, wait a minute, that person has on a 13th floor t-shirt <laughs> or that person has on a 13th floor hat. That, that's pretty, I don't even have that one. Um, yeah, that, that, that's when it's, uh, you know, it's amazing. And that's when you realize, oh, man, we're almost 200 episodes in and people are listening. And we don't even know who these people are. And that's awesome. Um, it's one of those things where, again, you don't realize the value in the offering that you have. And what I would tell you all is before you go out there, try to get an understanding, right? You don't go buy a house without getting a pre-approval or to put you in the best place to buy a house, you go out and get a pre-approval. Same thing for a car. To, to put you in the best position, you go out there and get a pre-approval. So get a pre-approval on what your value is before you go and put your fishing rod out there. Now, don't get me wrong. 
you can go ahead and, and put the fishing rod out there, but don't just jump at the first thing that nibbles um, at your bait because you want to make sure uh, that that you're that you're being consumed by the right thing and that uh, that is exactly it. They're a consumer and not and not you being the consumer. Switch switch the role. Um, everybody hates hates on LeBron. They don't want to call him the best, and they don't want to call him the best because he took his career into his own hands. Mm. It's the same thing for all of us. Uh, go out there, figure out your worth. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Mm. And 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 sometimes that's going to be you're going to have to create that space and that place uh, where you will be celebrated. So uh, if nothing else, go out there, find out your value, go get it. Go find some place where you can grow and where you can feed into others. That's our show this week on the 13th floor, ladies and gentlemen, where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. 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 Amazing.